You think they're still excited, Moan? You think everybody's still excited? Ah, it's a couple days. Coaches usually say you got 48 hours, right? That's usually Mm. how it goes. I think we're about the 48-hour mark of this draft, DK. Are they? I don't know. Maybe we'll let them tell us. Let's find out today, all right? I didn't wait for the bell. You didn't wait for the I bell. I did not wait for the bell. Like what, you, the split second I I I I tap the little mouse here. The split second that I do that, I go. What the heck, DK? I was just about to say I got to do the thing, man. I, it still counts, right? It still <laughs> counts. Here. TJ wants us to still run it back. <laughs> TJ oh, no. a real one for that. That's why. TJ gets like protocol is a thing, man. We must hit the... There it is. That's an even better bell right there. Oh, man. Welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, such as it is on this yes. Tuesday afternoon. He's Ramon number 73 in your heart number one in your... Wait. Yes. Wait. <laughs> and, and, and your pamphlet number seventy three in your heart of number one, number one in the pro- program, or something backward to that effect. Here, yeah. he's out in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports here in downtown Pittsburgh, and we're going to talk today about one specific aspect of the afterglow, and that's by the way, yeah, afterglow with a capital A, <laughs> with the way you guys reacted to this particular draft. And that is this, this, this notion that's probably reality that the Steelers have reclaimed, not just through the draft, but through a lot of their offseason work, their identity, their identity. Yeah. Uh, they are a bigger team. You can debate whether they're tougher, snarlier. We don't know that until they right. get out of the stadium in, in Baltimore. But bigger, no question. No question. Does that scare anybody? Does that have any effect in the NFL, Moan? To me, it lets you know the tone of what they're about. That's what I always look at. Like, okay, Big Ben signified a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like looking at the line that Marvell and and Fanica had that signified something, right? Like Bettis being shown on your pregame like visuals that meant something. Like Mean Joe Grant, you see that era and it does mean something. I ain't going to say it's intimidation, but it becomes a known commodity. It becomes one of those things like, hey, you, you, you better have your stuff together. We're playing those teams. It's the same way I can feel about a team that has a rookie quarterback that I know our defense is going to light them up. Like It's a bunch of those optics, man, that really make you uh, – it really raise your eyebrows, I guess is the word I'm looking for, the terms I'm looking for, is it really raises your eyebrows. And I think that's what they've gotten back to is just saying to yourself like – you know who we are. We know who we are also, and we're going to show you. Like, it's nothing better than that, DK. I don't want to necessarily call it intimidation because the, the biggest bully gets punched in the mouth, right? Yeah, and, and I guess the thing that I think about is not you because you weren't scared yeah. of anything out there. But whenever, <laughs> whenever you whenever you as an NFL player, you walk into a stadium, yeah. you go out onto that field. I'm talking warm-ups, yeah. okay? And you're looking across the way and you see a team that's got a bunch of really, really like big dudes. Yeah. You are still 
you know, six, six, three, twenty. Yeah. Who's scaring you? That's one of the reasons I, I want to talk about this today. It's like, where does that come from? This idea that there can be a team that's bigger and more intimidating. I'll say this. This is this is my thing. It's it's one thing to be big. Everybody's big. We got big dudes on their team. It's one because we've labeled guys too. It's one thing to have one big guy that also leads a group of big bad guys too. Mm-hmm. Like there's more than one. You you're like like that's why I've really been on top of this like multiple wide receiver type of situation. Like okay, you 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 stop one, then you got to stop the other. My thing is this: when you know their identity or their uh, personalities match their identities, that's when you got an issue. That's when you know you have those nicknames, the goons or the steel curtain. Or Big Ben, why? Because you can't take him down. Like, when we played, honestly, playing Jacksonville, Malik Jackson and Calais Campbell, they were a headache in more than one way, man, because you knew it wasn't going to stop. It was one of those things, look, guys, we better buckle it up because we got to fight every single play for a long amount of time. Like, that's what you get. And that's what I'm hoping this draft class right here signifies. And truthfully, DK, the last two years from free agency all the way through this draft and, and undrafted free agents too is find guys that fit that Pittsburgh mold. You know I bring it up a lot, right? Like, it, what does it mean to be a stiller? What does it mean to actually go out there and 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 really lay it out there? Like, I, the story I have to tell about guys realizing that teams make their seasons off of you wins that can't be allowed. Like that standard is the standard. It's the biggest cliche of them all, but you know what it means, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got to you've got to stay at a certain spot. You've got to make sure that you're taking care of business in those situations. Specifically, you're facing a team that's you know pretty much known to be a lesser commodity than you are. I just there are certain guys where you you look at you mentioned Calais Campbell. He actually kind of jumps out in this regard. He's just a monster. Yeah, okay? yeah. And you go, wow. Now that's a that's a. That's a challenge. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. You don't say I'm scared of it. Right, right. So this this was the thing. Before Aaron Donald was really Aaron Donald on the Los Angeles Rams, mm-hmm. we'd be of the mindset it's just one of him on that team. We'll double team him and everybody else handle the rest on the front line. Like that's the way it goes. But when you have a, a, a team full of guys that embody that Aaron Donald mentality, think how treacherous that defense was for the Rams when they won it. Outside edge, back in. You know what I'm saying? It's that good. When you have a Casey Hampton up the middle that you know the run game is going to be stopped. But you also have Kersky. You also have Kiesel. You also have Ferry up the middle, foot up the middle, along with Troy Palomalu. Like, think about that identity. And that's what this team, I hope, is getting back to in their play. It's one thing to draft that, right? It's one thing to announce that. But what do I say about the league most times, DK? It's the NFL and football. It's the only sport where you what you say you're going to do, you have to prove it, and it comes with physicality. Yeah, and that's the thing that has to happen here more than anything else here. Is yeah. that they just need to, and that's that's what Omar Khan was talking about after the weekend was up. He's like, we just need to get these guys on the field now. This is fun. <laughs> it, it's, it's great to high-five inside closed doors and everything else. Uh, this is this is different now. You put them out there. Let's see how they are. Let's see how they are when a Vince Williams comes along in Latrobe. And I saw Vinny do this once. What? Just randomly mm-hmm. plowed some dude from behind. Like, yeah. for no reason. For no reason. I believe yeah. me, if Vince is on this show, I'd be talking about this openly. <laughs> Vince wouldn't even remember it because he'd be like, which one? 
Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. But it wasn't just him. Like a lot of people looked at Shazer like a finesse type of dude. No, oh, he hit God. people in the mouth. Oh my goodness. Uh, yes. uh, DK, you've been in our camps for years. How intimidating is that for like <laughs> people outside Pittsburgh to see what those camps look like because of how violent it gets? Yeah, it's it, it's something that I think could confuse fans, and I, I think it is even to this day. Whenever, even when they hear reports of oh, there was a fight, or there was this, or the offensive line all freaked out because one of their guys got pushed down, uh, what does that mean for the future relationship of Bud uh, Bud Dupree and Ramon Foster? Um, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> it, it's, it's just how we operate. I, I tell the, uh, I've said this before. That one time. And that's the only time I can think of we've ever done it. The joint practice with the Buffalo Bills. Oh, such a mistake. Such circa a mistake. 2011 to 13 ish. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It was only about a decade ago. What a mistake. Oh, my God. We were rebuilding back to that was when the O line was kind of shaping mm-hmm. up a little bit. Yeah. Mike Wallace was still around. AB was becoming an item. Like it was getting to that point to where, okay, we got to start reshaping who we are. And the Buffalo Bills coming to town led by Rex Ryan. And when they saw us, and I respect Rex Ryan, right? Oh, Heck yeah. of a old DC and head coach, all those types of things. Elite defensive mind. Elite. De- so that that right there said what? Right? Like they oh, yeah. should they should know what camp is all about. No, we lived that from the beginning of training camp throughout the season. They came to us and they were like, "Dog, what the hell y'all got going on out here?" It was like, "What are you talking about? Y'all don't do this." It's like, no, y'all are tackling to the ground. Y'all got backs on backers every day. There's fights out here. It's it like, wasn't we don't every do, day, but we yeah. Don't do, <laughs> but let's, we, not, we, let's not get Tomlin in trouble here. No, 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 not every day. But, like, we have tackle drills, full tackle drills to the ground. Some NFL teams don't do that. We have backs on backers where it's overly physical every single day. Some teams don't do that. We get into situations with one another almost every single day to where it's aggressive. There's a breeding ground to knowing how to play football, knowing how to legitimately go about imposing your will. That whole cut your eyelids off mentality, that whole don't blink mentality, that whole I want uh, volunteers, not hostages. It's a breeding ground in Latrobe with control too. The one thing we know for sure, and yes, Renee, I will be uh, right here in the shop this weekend if you want to stop down and see us. We're at 224 Fifth Avenue. We're here Tuesday through Saturday, 12 to 6. Moan's been in here. Yeah, I have been in a beautiful shop, too, if you hadn't been by. Thanks. Yeah, beautiful shop. Uh, What I do know is that this team is bigger. Yeah. And I do know that this team added some snarl. I do know that there's an attitude that was added. Okay. That's not to say that last year's team was some kind of pushover or whatever. Not every commentary on one thing is a commentary on something else. However, however, the head coach of this team felt it was needed. So the head coach offered his opinion without having to say a word. You you know what else also, uh, why, you know, is going to be competitive and physical, the amount of depth, and I would say depth is one thing. Getting to 90, duh, that's depth, right? Mm-hmm. But the amount of quality depth, youth, um, the attention to, to get on the field more now, I don't think it's been this way since about 2014-ish. 
You know, like mm-hmm. that's when a lot of young guys are trying to make their way and position themselves to get in starting positions and stuff like that. Young wide receivers. There's a lot. So guys going to have to go balls to the wall when it comes down to how they operate and prove that they deserve a starting spot or just to be second on the depth chart, DK. There's energy to be had. There's energy to be seized by the head coach, by the entire coaching staff, by the team leaders. You want to embrace that when it comes in. The other thing you want to embrace, this the only segment that matters. That's, that's all, hey, mom. Yeah, I think that's kind of how that goes, right? <laughs> At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. People, if you have not signed up for a membership yet, we now have a link. We now have a way to do that. As soon as I get a copy of it here, we'll put it up on the screen for you. that shows you how to join, or you can find a join button on there. You can, you can do it however it is that you want. Uh, but the membership comes with all these fun emojis that you're seeing going on over there in the mm-hmm. super chat right now on YouTube. By the way, just to throw this out, uh, this is kind of a haphazard way to do this, but we're going to be, this show is going to be a YouTube show. Yeah. Okay. The, the, our, we've talked about this off the air. The percentage of people that we have that are coming in from other places like Twitch and Facebook and wherever else here is just infinitesimal. Okay. Um, that's small if you're a Cleveland Brown. Really, really. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, seriously, we're at like 99 point something percent YouTube, and it yeah. makes things a whole lot easier on this end from a production standpoint and everything. So, um, you know, however it is that, uh, you know, that you need to adjust to that, or you have a friend who's on Facebook right now going, oh, what the heck is this? Where is everything? Uh, <laughs> this this is the place to be here. Steelers Nation Australia just became a member. See how it works? You can even do it down under. Yeah, you can. I'm down. I love how you put that together right there, <laughs> down under. That's beautiful. You said you were going to pin that also on YouTube, DK, how to uh, join yeah, also? Uh, yeah, yeah, always on the YouTube regular comments. Here, Here's – Here's one of them right now. It's a little bit of a long URL, but you can do it. Uh, and you'll again, you'll also see a join button and everything else here. So we'll, we'll be taking care of business. But speaking of taking care of business, mode, yeah, I am told that at the get-go cafe and market, huh. quality mm. is at the core of every menu item. They don't have one expert chef. They used to just have one. Then they added a second one. Now a third came in. And these chefs make it so that every sub burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what all three of these chefs refer to as crave ability or yeah, your yeah. favorite entry at the get go cafe and market today. Better believe it. And let's see where we're getting started today. You got a bunch of these saved here somewhere. Oh, yeah, I like I I this one, Moan. We're starting with Joe. He says, Hey, Moan. Do you see any problems with Joey Porter Jr. and Sr. giving the coach a problem? Joe wins early, man. <laughs> That's a good one. That's good. <laughs> man, no. Heck 
No, uh, Joey was let go. Wasn't retained, whatever you want. Joey Sr. was let go, wasn't retained, contract wasn't renewed, whatever you want to call it. Joey still coaches to this day, I think, in the XFL with Hans War. So he's still in, in the uh, coaching world. It just it ran its tenure. I'll say this. My personal opinion, Joey Porter was brought back for a multitude of reasons. One, he's a capable coach. But his ability to relate and bring some edge to that very young group at the time of outside linebackers, it was there. Seeing how that crawling uh, gif of him and Will Gay in Cincinnati, that edge that Shea played with, that 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 uh, Vince Williams had to play with, like all of those things came about uh, because it was good having a guy like Joey around. I still think Joey's very capable of being a head coach. Business is business. Joey's gotten released. Okay, has gone to different markets before. So he has a loyalty to Pittsburgh. But the business between Coach Tomlin, the Steelers, and Joey Porter Sr. should have no bearings on anything moving forward with Joey Porter Jr. I, I think that's a non-conversation, like, at all when well, it comes down. It'll, it'll become one, though, before I, that. First pass he allows. First pass he allows, it's going to be, see how coach gets his buddy's kid on the team. And, uh, is there, is there but everybody there? asks for this, Deacon. I ain't trying yeah, to hear that, know, man. Oh, it's coming, though. God. It's coming. Thomaso says, hey, Moan. Oh, oh man, we're just going to one-up each other today. Yeah, is the NFL moving back into big men running packages? It seems like things are trending that way. So many dime players on the current rosters. I got to tell you, Moan. Go ahead. When the NFL zigs. Is, there's 32 of them that are zigging and one of them comes along and zags and then everyone goes hey we'll do that remember this old thing uh i can see that being the case somebody brought that up to me because everybody was chasing for that stretch linebackers what we'll call it like nba you have like a stretch three or stretch four mm -hmm. uh to where nobody can find that guy so you know what teams start to do they start running up the middle. Oh, you want to get uh, a, a smaller, quicker defensive lineman? Guess what? We'll get bigger offensive linemen and run through you. It's always like that, right, DK? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt about that. I I, I just – I think you're seeing right now the Steelers doing their own internal oh, yeah. zag. Okay? By that, I mean I don't think they're necessarily responding to – let's say, for example, you don't look at the Bengals and you say – well, they've got Joe Burrow and they've got right. T. Higgins and they've got Jamar Chase and we can't possibly have those guys. So instead, we're just gonna we're just gonna punch them in the mouth. I mean, think about this: Had Philly continued to run the ball, they may have won the Super Bowl. What did Kansas City do in the second half? They came out with the young guy Isaiah Pacheco and they just started smashing in the mouth, smashing in the mouth, smashing in the mouth, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. That to me was more productive of them winning the Super Bowl than actually Patrick Mahomes, and he's one of the young goats in his league. Okay, so that's how I feel about it. That's the way the game goes a little bit. I have to point out that Antoine Manson just became oh, a member because what's funny, when the show ended yesterday, Ramon and I were talking about people who are, are regulars and who are real valuable contributors yeah. here who hadn't yet become a member. And Antoine was the guy. That, I'm not picking on you here, Antoine. No pressure because you already did it, right? But I was like, yeah, we, we need to get Antoine aboard. And Ramon's like, yeah, let's do that. And just like that, Antoine comes along. I, I really like that. Thanks to everybody who's Absolutely. doing that. Thank y'all, man. A couple of uh, questions on this front. But first to point out for my man, Jacob, because he sends me this message all the time. 
YouTube is the poor man's cable. That's what he calls it. Okay, it is. I absolutely love that. Okay, it is. It is. And I don't think I don't think of it that way because I still think of YouTube the way a lot of people think of YouTube from ten years ago or whatever. But oh, it's no. on your TV. It's everywhere. It is. By the way, this is uh, we're using a different platform to stream this on. I saw Stiller uh, RU7 uh, Berg put this in my my emotion moment isn't apparent. It doesn't appear. On this platform, on it the screen, on YouTube, mm-hmm. it does. Yes, yeah. correct. So that's the discrepancy right there. Yeah, it appears on your it appears on your super chat. Uh, we're we're talking with YouTube and Streamyard again about having those appear on the screen here, but Facts. out of our control here. Wanda wants to know: Are you still on Facebook? The answer to that is no. We're oh. we're going to start. We're yeah. We're going to start moving off of Facebook and Twitch and everything else, and just focus on YouTube because Wanda respectfully. You, you, and the fifteen or sixteen other people that are using that platform, and that's it, uh, make up a really, really tiny percentage. Whereas we, there's a lot of benefits to everyone, including you, if you come over to YouTube. We don't have like a relationship with YouTube or anything. It's just a better platform. Yeah, that's simply all it is, right there. Thank you though for even watching. Still, and speaking of thanking people, as long as we're taking care of business here, Ryan Lytle. I don't know if you know this, Moan. <laughs> he keeps buying people memberships. What? Yeah. Yeah, he's do every time somebody's like, I can't, then uh, Ryan comes in and gets it. Yeah, oh man, wow. So, uh, so when Ryan says, Don't forget about me when you get to a million subs, uh, Ryan, you're gonna be broke by the time <laughs> we get to a million subs. <laughs> but it's, it's appreciated. We're glad you it like the show. No doubt. Uh, like that. And the last one that we have when it comes to taking care of business comes from Dave. He says, Is a membership different from a subscription? You can explain that one, Moan. Is a membership different from a subscription? A subscription leads us into the uh, leads us into your website, right? Yeah, it's no the subscription. He's referring to YouTube subscription. I didn't oh, mean to put you on the oh, spot no, no, with no, that. no, no. I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah, that YouTube subscription just means you you sign up to get the alerts and so forth. The membership yeah. is different. You get these special emojis. Uh, you have a way better chance of having your entry, obviously asked uh, your entry comes into us in a different color we can see it differently um and there are also perks to it membership perks yeah and, you, and you put like me that. on the spot on that one dk i was yeah. a little lost on that yeah one. <laughs> sorry about that sorry about <laughs> all that good, all good uh we matt can say that matt hebar says hey moan have you heard about darnell washington's knee any updates on that any big concerns uh, I don't think it's much of a concern at all when it comes down to his knee. He worked out, did everything you needed him to do. This is probably a a, a, a quick, swift cleanup. I've seen a guy uh, have surgery during the season, uh, have this type of surgery, and come back and play in games. So this is something I think is business as usual. If it was an ACL or something like that, I it, it would be more reported and he would be pushed down a little bit more. But I don't see that being the case. Well, he wouldn't have played football. Well. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that, that's, that's to me, that's the way I look at it. I, I look at what was he able to do on the football field yeah, uh, and through what circumstances. Now, if the Steelers and everyone else presumably did their due diligence, when you fall that far, when you fall to 93, that means that every team in the league passed on you at least twice. Yeah, that's okay? very true. So they saw something. I don't mean to make it sound, and, and, and I don't think either of us do, like there's nothing there and it's part of somebody's imagination. We're just saying that we've never heard that it's some degenerative condition and it could not have been some kind of outright tear or he would not have been able to you, get on the field. 
can I say this too for uh, a bit of his skit to me? Still a third rounder, y'all. Like, let's be honest, he's in the top 100 draft picks. Uh, with that being said, though, is how teams would utilize him. Again, some teams may uh, be more pressed to get into the running game, as we said a second ago, like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Getting a guy like him while also having a pass catching tight end, a lot of teams don't have that type of depth. If I was thinking, I would have probably thought Baltimore would have tried to grab a guy like him, you know. Uh, and and since my, they're grabbing every other wide receiver <laughs> and overpaying for them, but yeah, no doubt about it. But I, I see that being the case more than uh, it being a deficiency on his health. He's a unique situation to me and i think pittsburgh the perfect place to have a unique guy like darnell washington and i'm not trying to gaslight you in this i'm just saying like i think he fits what pittsburgh is about to start doing al comes in with hey moan what advice would you have for rookies or that you wish you were given as a rookie regarding hitting the rookie wall late in the season for anybody who doesn't know what al's talking about College seasons are 11, 12 games, okay? The yeah. NFL is now 17-plus playoffs, and I think some of us take for granted the fact that Kenny Pickett, for example, was playing. I understand he was on the sideline early on and everything, mm-hmm. but he was still going through practices and everything else. Um, it's different, isn't it? It is different. Kenny Pickett just had his first break early this year when the season ended. Like, you don't stop. What I would tell them is pace yourself. Be quiet a little bit, okay? Uh, Have the ability to learn as much as you possibly can. Take practice like it is your game because for a lot of you, you will not get reps like the vets unless you're a day one starter. Practice is your game. Treat it as such. Get your technique. Learn the playbook. Make no excuses. This is the other thing. Get in the weight room often. Learn how to be a pro. That recovery aspect of playing in the NFL – Mm-hmm. it's so huge like coaches talk about it endlessly it's non-stop like i never understood why in my early years why james harrison lifts so much well it's because your muscles break down so much and to be able to lift and maintain that muscle and uh have and a degree of cardio oh it's so crucial joe pell and monongahela mike have both stepped up big time with gift Jeez. memberships uh joe with 20 Mike with 10. Uh, we also have people who are coming in and thanking those, Thank those two man. individuals for doing that. Hey, you know what? It's, it's something, it's a different time right now in the world still uh, economically. Not everybody can, can, uh, you know, have exactly what they want. And, and, you know, for these other people to come in, that's actually really cool. Wow, man, much appreciated. Seriously, wow. You guys are far too kind, man. We gonna, That's what we're going to do, DK. We're going to make this a community thing, man, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, let's see uh, Let's see what else we have here from the Hey Moan standpoint. Oh, Chandler Chase. Hey Moan, what does fighting during training camp do for teams, and how does it make them closer, rougher, and tougher, presuming that it does? One, you want to see one side take up for the other. The two getting into a fight – there needs to be a group surrounding you pack mentality guys this is an offensive lineman talking everybody they're not all like this this is a little disclaimer here the ol guys do this okay yeah Yeah. all right you're right We, we mostly do it but i'll tell you this we watch film whoever doesn't come to that pile right get circled i've seen where were you DBs and wide receivers get into it. I see the pack mentality there too because you have to. You better. 
because at the end of the day, you are your own group. If somebody in a group don't come to the assistance of somebody else, then that's a problem. Why aren't you like the rest of us? It's not shaming. It's not bullying. It's more or less like Question. we are all we got. I need to know on game day you're doing you you got the same strain that I got. How does it make you better? It's just a part of that growth, those scars. Truthfully, after those fights, it make you a little bit better. It gets a better understanding. Like, okay, I know where your line is. Now we respect each other a little bit more because I won't cross that line because I respect you enough. Like the infamous Antonio Brown Ike Taylor fight. <laughs> like they found the line from that. Everybody even around them understood we can't get to that point no more. I told you time and time again, I've gotten into fights with uh, Bud before, Cam before, and you know what? The dap up, the ability to look each other in the eye afterwards, and I tell you this, on game day, he understood this too. Whatever you did to me better be worse to the opposing team. Right. <laughs> right, DK? Yeah. That's that, what that means. That's And I, I want to add on to that that I always end up being fascinated by your head coach's reaction. What and is it usually? This is why. Because the first thing that he'll do, okay, because I am that guy who will wait until it's all done and he's around. And we did this. Uh, this was two years ago. Big fight. Can I drop the names now? Go ahead, yeah. Years after the fact? Yeah. It was uh, Chase Claypool got it started, and, and TJ just came in there. See, that name's never gone public. I'm going to do that now. It's been two years. <laughs> See, this is what you get for watching this show and being a member. But TJ just killed him. Okay. Yeah. And there were not that many people coming to Chase's defense. Okay. Whereas Minka was ready to, to, to take out the entire team to protect. Now, so your head coach comes off the field. True story. Mm -hmm. And I go, uh, yeah, Mike, what can you say about the, you know, the, the fights that were out there and everything else like that? And he looks at me dead in the eye and says, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. You, so because he doesn't have to say anything because we're not allowed to. Yeah. Right. Report on it. Yeah. So here's the other things. Two things in that DK, maybe even more. One in all fights, no matter who they are, except for the quarterback. Okay. Nobody's above catching these mitts. Right, DK? Everybody <laughs> is going to get it. if Unless you just, like, Hemp never did that. Because Hemp's like, I ain't fighting y'all, right? But, like, when, if you're in that scuffle, nobody's above getting in the mix, okay? No, I don't so, want the quarterbacks in there, I'll tell no, you that. I, no, don't want, but, I don't want those knuckles going up against helmets. But what I'm getting at is this. Mika and TJ being in it, and nobody... Hey, presumably, presumably. Presumably, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. And nobody going after them from the wide receiver room. Mm-hmm. You can probably kind of see how a guy like Chase is out. And, you know, I reported this at the time, okay? And I took so much heat from my own readers, from our own paying subscribers at DK okay. Pittsburgh Sports. What are you doing, man? How can you say that? You don't know that. How can you why – do you, why do you think that they don't have Chase's back? And I'm going, because I was there, okay, because I've seen these things, you know? And sure enough, Chase is gone. And he's that, now Joey Porter Jr. By so the way. when we're looking at the camera of who shows up and nobody comes to your rescue, I saw <laughs> I saw guys come to my rescue diving over the pile to come kick somebody's butt because the respect factor is there. The pack mentality is there. Like there's a lot that goes into it. 
Yeah, there, there definitely is here. Uh, Renee comes in with, uh, hey, Moan, in training camp, have you seen rookies or younger players get down on themselves? It might sound stupid, but who do they turn to talk to? You know the issue? They don't turn to talk to anybody. I was hoping you'd say that. That's the issue. That The ones who I can grab and put under my wing and absorb – all the information, hey, I had a bad day. That guy had a bad day. It ain't just you. We get to a point at the later part of camp where we start looking at those dudes who are searching for nothing, and we call them dead men walking. Football is a brutal sport, but it's also a sport that you'll have people pour into you if you're searching for that type of thing. Willie Cologne was Willie, I was going to ask you to bring up Willie here because Willie, Willie was your guy. Young fella. Hey, it's all good to this day. Okay, to this day, we're that we're that good of friends. Max is another guy I'll reach out to. Trey Essex is another like if you don't ask questions, then you're not gonna get those answers or know how to navigate those waters because camp does become a bubble of man, I'm just trying to survive today. As a young dude, and, and I'll say this too: inside of that building, DK, you notice it's it's a family atmosphere. If you need some help, they'll get you some help. We had a guy one year left. And we couldn't understand, but in his mind, he was like, man, I'd rather go be a cop than to go through <laughs> camp with y'all. Like, dude, what are you going to say to him? There's six figures waiting on you, and he was going to make the team. Uh-huh. But he had already beat himself up so much mentally, like that he couldn't go another day. And we were probably about four days away from, like, tapering off from camp. And he was just like, nah, man, I- I'm done. Like, I, I- – he didn't ask questions. He didn't He didn't go talk to nobody. And, I mean, I think he's very successful now, though. I mean, he's doing his thing. But imagine that being the case. They don't ask questions. Yeah, that's it's one of the things that you see, especially within positional groups, more than anything else. You, you've got to, to, to an extent, you've got to take care of your own. You want your team to be as strong and as deep and as talented as possible. You want your special teams yeah, to be populated by people who are talented and ambitious and fiery and all that other stuff here. And the more of these guys that you can help, the more you help yourself because you're helping your team's cause. Uh, there are individuals. I know Minka is one of them right now. I can tell yep. you that. Minka is somebody who takes care of everybody who's in his room. Yep. And that's what a leader does. You can picture Minka doing that with his personality too. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I love this one here. Mike Drop Sports says, hey, Moan. With the picks of Keanu Benton and Broderick Jones, did the team finally get the two main needed foundational pieces? I presume we're referring to the the, the, the trenches to make a run for a Super Bowl. Uh, great question. I'll say this. they <laughs> First rounders justifies like, well, signifies you upgraded a position when you had a starter there. So Dan Moore for him, definitely. Uh, ben Keanu, Ben, uh, a, a guy to me, and I've been all offseason. We need a D-tackle. We need somebody to help Cam. It all depends on this, though, too. It's good having the bodies, y'all, but those dudes got to develop. They have to. Uh, as Omar said, you said, Omar said earlier, like getting them to the field and getting them to understand what it's going to take, the strain, uh, the recovery, too, as we spoke about that earlier, what I would tell a young guy. Like that first year, rest your body. There's no need to be drinking, going out partying. Like you're right. gonna have an entire offseason for that. Like lock in. If they show that significant growth and, and be about the business of the game, then yeah, that can be a crucial part for us, man. Like those two in general can be real big time for a long time. 
We have all kinds of uh, questions that are mostly, you know, mostly about the draft and so forth. Every once in a while, by the way, don't ever feel like we're committed to some kind of subject. This segment is your segment. It is. Roland says, hey, Moan, Duck Hodges story, please. Duck. What was it like <laughs> when he was starting as far as belief in him goes, including, including that one magical night game, yeah. soccer stadium yeah. in Los Angeles. You know what it was like playing with Duck? It was beautiful because Ben was high, was behind him. The O-line was behind him. The entire team was behind him. And this is the other thing. We all knew what Duck was going to do. The world was behind him. Don't don't give Duck more than 20 yards downfield. If he hit a bomb on a play action, beautiful. Let him stand at will. By Coach Finkner did a beautiful job. What do you mean by that? But look. Devin's not a drop back 50 times, throw the ball down the field, hand that thing off, command the offense, and he was so cool in the huddle. Like, I love Duck to this day, okay? Like, he just walk in, hey, man, we just – like, he knew he was just out there having fun. He was playing with house money, and the fact that we knew that and he wanted to win and we wanted to win, and this is the other thing, too. Duck won a lot at Samford University. If I'm not mistaken, he's their leading passer in that university history. So, oh, he was – I mean, he, his numbers were through the roof. He could play. Yeah, this was not somebody who just walked in off the street. It wasn't charity. Like, Duck would just walk in with that smile on his face and just be like, you knew and we knew he was playing with house money, man. Uh, stories – the only, only story I would have about Duck was this. After watching him play and it become a thing, the amount of outdoor sponsorship that he got sent to his oh, locker wow. was through <laughs> the roof. That dude became a marketing genius, man. For people who, who could, well, you wouldn't be able to know this, but Duck's locker was really close to Moan's. So yeah. Moan, could, Moan could see his mail. Yeah. Uh, and him, at, <laughs> oh my gosh, he, he it turned into a marketing show. I love those type of stories, though, because he was playing with house money, whether he won or lost. And we just so happened to win and beat. Philip Rivers. Think about that. I, it still blows my mind. Still, except that here's the thing, though, with Duck, I don't want to underplay what he achieved. No, no, okay? no. But I also feel respectfully that I don't want to overplay it because, yeah. again, we saw him make these plays. Yeah. yeah. Back going back to Latrobe. Remember, everyone mm -hmm. was talking about, oh, look at the Duck Man. Look at the Duck Man. Yeah, and, yeah. He, and because he had an intermediate ball. That was really, really yeah. good. Now it didn't have you know your Patrick Mahomes zip. You know, he didn't come with your Tom Brady ability to dissect the defense or anything. But if he saw you open mm -hmm. 15, 20 yards downfield, it was coming. It was coming. If, if if you can mix him with Landry Jones, oh, you have a phenomenal guy. That's just me. Oh, you have a phenomenal geez. guy. Think about that. That's the separator. Duck was ice cold in his operation. Landry was. He like, was, yeah, mix he, he, mechanical. Mix him, and you yeah. got a damn good player. Yes. That's a really neat way of looking at that. Yeah, yep. Uh, here, by the way, is that URL to join. It's pretty simple. You don't have to find a, a button or anything else here. Um, we got Rico says, hey, Moan, what do you think about Big George, Big Darnell, and little <laughs> speedy Calvin on the field together? Got to be a nightmare for defenses. And, and I'm sure it has to be. But th that's the thing, man. Rico, hear me out, bro, or lady, sorry, either way. What I'm telling you is this. I don't know who's behind the emojis, okay? Rico's, Rico's <laughs> a bro. All right, for sure, bro. Uh, hear me out. 
it all depends on our guy, Matt Canada, putting this together, y'all. Like, is that a phenomenal matchup? Heck yeah. Because you can still run the ball with Darnell Washington being on the field, but you have a scat back and, and Calvin, Austin, the third. They're, the, it's, it's limitless with what you can do with this type of talent if they stay healthy, if you're creative enough to mastermind this thing. Like, that's what we're all – like, we're on the IV tap right now just hoping Matt draws this thing up and make it happen. Or Kenny gets to a point to where he just forces it himself. Think about that. I don't know if year two is too early for it, but imagine a life in which Kenny say, you know what, I'm going to make it work regardless. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, we got all kinds of praise coming in for Doc. That was that was quite the scene. But um, you knew his ceiling, though, too. And he knew his ceiling. He did know his ceiling. Okay, so every time, for example, again, getting into the the the, the, the reporter's view, any time that uh, that Duck was sitting there or standing there at his stall, he acted like it might be the last time he was conducting an interview session. Yeah. He, he did that a lot. He knew what his place was. He knew why he was there, and he knew the moment, even one, yeah, even one yeah. quarter. But I want to know that in addition to the, the, the games that he won and what he did that night in, in Los Angeles, that he also legitimately beat out Mason Rudolph at one point of that year. Let's remember that. Okay. Mason was Mason was out behind duck on merit. Jacob wants to know, Moan, have you ever seen a fight go too far? Uh, yeah, I have. And practice. Uh, we had a D lineman who had just come in in the middle of the season. You guys wrote about a DK. We did. That in the middle of the season, it's a different practice tone, Right. There's a there's a professional, uh, almost unspoken is probably the best way to put unspoken. this understanding. Okay, it's where he, look, man, we're trying to get ready for a game here. It's, this, it's like this isn't you, the game. you've lost the basketball game, like you know you lost by 15, and it's five seconds, and you go down and dunk the ball. Like that's what it was a situation like that where a guy in our minds was just way too much for a middle of the season practice, mm-hmm. and. It's his right to do what he wants to, but we're telling him, hey, man, bring it down a little bit. We were inside in the indoor. We were outside. The day before, it was like, hey, you you don't have to bring it back because we got to play on Sunday. And he couldn't understand that. And he ended up pushing the guy over the pile or hitting Ben's arm or something. And it was just a melee type of situation. That guy ended up not being around too much longer because it just wasn't good for the practice habits at those moments. Yeah, I mean, there is a, and you, you've, you've talked openly here about discussions that you'd have with somebody on a line, and it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be something like, "Hey, it's just practice," because you don't want to demean the work that's no. being done. It was what? It, it was the respect, and this is the thing, though, too. If you needed to go, hey, go ahead, do your thing, but let me know where we're at. And it also be sometimes I tell a guy, "Hey, man, bring it today." Like, I need to see this. You need to do this because this is the this is the, 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 the reality of it is if you're on scout team, you're servicing me. You're servicing the starters. It's not your time to shine. You had your time in camp. So whatever you're trying to show off right now is null and void. Nobody's caring about this in practice. Again, it's one of those unspoken things. 
I've never heard you say that. That's why I'm sitting here all like, what? I know. I was, I was wrong. I was like, I ain't saying nothing wrong. No, that's the reality the of it team? right now. You said yeah. you're on scout team? You're, 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 you're here to service You're here to service well, it's no. true. <laughs> I can't lie about that. This that- is this is why people you watch this show uh, to 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 get what it's like actually inside football. What that mentality is, you know, if you just turn it on Sunday at twelve fifty nine and see a bunch of, uh, you know how the, the, how well the games are mic'd now for TV. Yeah, the, the ball gets snapped and it's, <laughs> and you think there's nothing going on down there, right? Oh. No. There's it's like a duck on water. It's calm up top, but there's a lot of moving parts going around that, man. Man, the duck theme continues. It does. By the way, you said that he had beat out Mason mm-hmm. for a job. I just want to say this, too. That's also the separator, too, and guys that last and the guys that don't. Because if you only have a ceiling that only goes up to the fourth floor, mm-hmm. well, we need you to go up to the 10th. When the league figures you out, it's you're also you're, you're done. You're cooked at that point. You better evolve or give us a new trick. Yep, it's time to call Otis Elevator and have him fix it. Yeah, James says, hey, Moan, what's the holdup with Dan Moore? Is it a lack of strength, talent, something else? What is it? I think uncertainty. That Rocky start last year just didn't do it. Uh, that his, his, his ability to continually open up the gate around the edge, unless he's playing Miles Garrett, you can't be on two games a year. I need at least 15 of the 17 games you being on. And that level of inconsistency is a way for you to be out of the league. That just happens. Like, ain't nobody's fault but your own when you can't correct what you know your deficiencies are. The quarterback continually getting pressure around the edge on your side, that's a problem right there. That's a big-time problem. Ramel Edwards, Amon, I don't understand why we drafted another tight end. I'm not mad because he's a beast. I just don't understand. Help me make sense of this. Well, I don't understand why we draft another because competition breeds better. That's why. I, I was all in on Zach Gentry, man, 100%, and still am. But I can say this, too. You can still hold on to those four tight ends that you have, Connor, Pat, Darnell, and Zach, and not carry a fullback. I saw some people ask the question, are we carrying the fullback? Are we bringing back Derek Watt? I think Darnell probably going to play on special teams, and I think Connor's going to play on special teams also along with Zach Gentry. Those are still able-bodied guys that you don't have to get rid of. They are. And- One thing that Matt Canada said over the weekend, by the way, I can share this with you guys, and as it relates to Connor Hayward, he said, we are thinking of him as a fullback. See? Okay. Who said he, that before? <laughs> yeah, the, he is being – now, That does that mean – and this, this went further – does that mean that he's going to be like, you know, Sidney Thornton? Uh, he he's no he he's going to be a guy who moves around who can be utilized as a wild card why would you bypass all the various other things that he can bring you but if the the position the the room that he would sit in would be the fullbacks room (laughs) i'm almost with Teresa on this one a little bit what's that (laughs) because he's mount washington why not draft Teresa's been dropping that Mount Washington line for a while now. She really wants this to stick here. But DK, what name kept getting brought up, man, it, it, it was before him. draft? It was him. It was him, man. Yeah. Him and Jalen Carter and Joy Porter Jr. were the three names we kept hearing about. Kept coming. Rich says it's a it's spectacular, explosive threat that, that Darnell Washington brings. There is nobody who wants, uh, who doesn't want that on their team. The only reason that he dropped. Yet again, you can say is because of the, the questionable the medicals here. 
no, Darnell is not playing. <laughs> no, back. not even. But close but here again, back. though, if you've seen his film from Georgia, you will see that the Bulldogs ran plays that were so specific mm-hmm. to his side. And what I mean by that is they would have like a student body left formation, okay, and the 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 quarterback would just scramble to his right, and the only guy over there was Darnell. Yeah. And that was plenty. Yeah, it was good enough. Darnell would get on top of somebody like a bad cloud and just engulf them. His size alone. He just fell on them. His his size alone, man. There wasn't any technique involved. He just became a weather pattern. Yep, 100%. I got one for us, too, man. I think it's very interesting, DK, from Brian Junker, man. Hey, Moan, this ball control and lots of time of possession, outdated method to win the Super Bowl. Great question. It's not outdated. This is my philosophy when we were really humping, okay, on offense. Give me a point a minute. We're really moving to hitting on all cylinders, however you want to say it, humping all cylinders, whatever you want to call it, DK. (laughs) Time of possession goes like this. You are such a kid right now. Oh, you're such a kid. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> I, I use that just phrase. Go right often. ahead with this coach. Nah. You just go oh right my ahead. gosh. When we're hitting on all cylinders, let's use that one, okay? I'll I'm clean that one up. Cylinders. On all cylinders. Okay. You're such a child today. I love it. Uh, put that one on me. <laughs> yeah, that's real close to you. Uh, but give me a point a minute. If we have the ball 25 minutes, give me 24, 25 points. If we got it over half the time, unless it's a slow methodical game, give me 24. You see what I'm saying? 27 minutes. <laughs> Y'all are children today. Give me give me 27. That's the philosophy I want to live by with this team moving forward. Point a minute is how we're looking at this. Yeah, I, I, what you want to see from this offense more than anything else is to find a way to develop that identity, and they can be one and the same. Uh, meaning if you develop a strong running identity and then you pass off of that. Now, again, I understand it's not the 1970s anymore, but remember what Ramon said earlier in the show about the zigging and the zagging. Yeah. It it always comes back to what's the basis of it all. And with a wrinkle or two of something else, it always does that. Always. James says maybe Connor Hayward can be like Dan Kreider was for, for Bettis. No. No, I don't think it's that type of physicality yeah. involved. Uh, your, your last guy like that was uh, – oh, is his name slipping my mind? I can actually picture him in my head. Uh, uh, true, true fullback, your guy. Uh, true fullback? Uh, who are we speaking of? Yeah, I'm picturing him standing right in front of me. Who? Of course, DK. Your, your fullback. Uh, 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 Carrie? No, recently. Uh, recent. Just recent fullback. years ago, yeah. Oh, Derek Pete. Watt? No, Rosie Nicks, Roosevelt. Day one. Why was I just man? Rosie Nicks, man, my brother, man. Everybody's like Rosie, Rosie, Rosie. Everybody's like, hey, we're allowed to have our, uh, we're allowed to have our brain farts too, you know? Yeah, that's that's my guy, man. Uh, Shout out to Rosie, Roosevelt Nicks. Yeah, we just we've just given him ten shout outs here from the community. Hold up, let me keep this on the screen so I can so I can send it to Rosie. Keep his name up, man. There we are. I got to send it to my guy. He's getting shout-outs today. Yeah, so no, the, the pure fullback type is not going to be in play. And that, of course, leads to the question as to whether or not Derek Watt's going to still be around. You know, that's that remains to be seen. Um, 
and we're gonna we're gonna end today's show with this from Donald Copeland, who says only, only yeah. Matt Canada can mess this up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's not. I I I don't want to be the the, the buzzkill here, okay? But let's not look at this offense right yeah. now as yeah. we're speaking and say, oh yeah, this offense is elite when we have not seen them do that. What right. we saw was nine games of a good rushing attack, number eight in the NFL in that span, meaning to end the season. What we saw was Kenny engineer a couple of drives. What we saw was that there was no, at least not a creation or utilization of a true number one wide receiver. We saw that the coordinator didn't know how to use Pat Fryermuth. There are mega questions to be answered and they're not there are about Canada but they're not just about Canada are they no and just the bonus I saw a guy earlier uh Rodney Hill asked that question who has more pressure on them to be successful this mm -hmm. year Kenny or Matt let me tell y'all this if that franchise feels like they have their quarterback for the future the quarterback player most times always outlasts the coach always Think about how many coaches have gotten fired in the last couple of years. The players usually last. The coach becomes expendable, okay? Like, it's more pressure on Matt, and I'm hoping he just absorbs this and roll like he has to, y'all. Or, or some young phenom is going to get this job, I hope, gosh, I hope, and run away with creativity and all things we need. Oh boy. I actually, I can't leave without taking Joe's question on here. He says, miles, uh, miles Garrett hit Mason Rudolph on the head with a helmet and Marquise <laughs> Pouncey goes in and kicking and hitting miles. It's not even a question. It's just such a pretty visual. Yeah. Rose, Rosie's texting me right now. It's like, we live. Like, how can I get on? Look at him. So maybe he'll <laughs> pop in here on YouTube real quick. He'll just uh, barge in. It's kind of his way. He will, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm, that's good. Guys being able to see themselves in that light, man. Uh, the I, respect that Steelers fans for have, yeah. have for guys who play positions like that, their name recognition. You know, and, yeah. which is funny considering we both blanked out on him for a second. We did, yeah. But the fans came, whoa, 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 we'll help you out here. Boom. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. 1,500 viewers, live viewers today. That's amazing. Um, mm -hmm. And we have, I think we're, we've crossed over into 200 memberships, something uh, in, in that scale. Huh? 211, she says. Yeah, that's, there we that, go. that's really something. Thanks in particular today to the people who gifted the memberships. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, and Moan, any final words here before we break off for this? this any, any final word? My final words is this. I'm still excited about this draft class. Uh, I love what they place in front of us, but seeing it grow up has got to be the most crucial part of this team uh, than we possibly could need, man, period. There is no ifs, ands, or buts around it. Like, those guys, we got to see that talent translate over. Yeah. Yeah, that's – Got to get him on the field. No question about that. All right, Moan, let's do it again tomorrow. What do you tomorrow, say? Absolutely, DK. I'm here for it if you are. All right. All right. Here we go. See y'all good people, man. Mm -hmm. Let's be cool how we're cool. It's basically what Omar Khan had in like his a, office. That was just like it's hard to tell from the reflection, like a boss. Like a boss.
It's not Omar that? went into the draft like a boss. There's no other way around it, baby. Who gave you that? Uh, I bought this one for my man cave. I figured we bring it down to my office because this is what we do, DK. Right? That's right. That's right. All right, everybody. Let's uh, let's do it again tomorrow like a boss. Let's do that. Yeah.